0: Here we are, uh, believe in Arizona State. David Fulcher, David Coleman, my special guest, guy I used to hit a little bit. He used to run right by me a few times from <laughs> Oklahoma State and the Buffalo Bills, Thurman Thomas. Man, thank you very much for being on our show, my friend.
1: I oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, uh, you know, really bringing back, you know, memories for me because of Oklahoma State and Arizona State. I mean, I, I know that they're playing this week and it, you got to go back almost, what, 20, 30 years for that game that we played out in Tempe. Yes. yes I mean, yes. It's, it's been that long. Yeah. It, has,
0: it has.
2: It wasn't easy for David to remind me and him that you guys came down there and won that game. Those words were awful hard to get out of his mouth. And, uh Thurman, it's an honor to be on the podcast with you. I had two pretty favorite players back during your era. Uh, one is the co-host of this podcast, and you were the other. I thought I thought you played the game right. I thought you played the game hard. You were a gentleman. You were a class act on and off the field, and it's nice to have you on the show.
1: All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. And David, uh, just to kind of maybe refresh everything, uh, do you remember the final score of that game?
0: Uh it was a very – oh, no, 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 no. You guys beat us up. 40 – I want to say
1: 42 to 14. Does that sound correct? I think it might have been – it might have been that. But I, I, for some reason, I have 45 to 3 in my mind. I'm not sure. You might have to go check that after this. But it was – and I like I said, I was a freshman. It was a beatdown.
0: <laughs> you guys had—I will take this. You guys had three running backs, and I don't yeah. remember who those three running backs were, but I think all three of you guys were mm-hmm. 100 plus yards. In right. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we were—we came in because the year before we had uh, just come off the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, yep. We had a pretty good football team. We lost a lot yep. of guys to the draft, mm-hmm. but we were ranked like number ten or twelve in the country. Yeah. And you guys beat us so bad that they took us out of the top 25. We weren't even in the wow. top 50 after you guys beat us up. It was so bad, man. We lost our starting quarterback. Yeah. We had to put a freshman in the game for our quarterback, and we had nothing going on. And you guys just you guys just drug us, man. I, that was probably the worst <laughs> woman that I've ever had in sports in my life. Thurman, right. I'm going
2: to step in right now and save my my co-host, and I'm going to say this. I'm assuming with the schedule that I know that you've been on, you know, taking time out to be on this podcast with us is pretty special. Did you have a chance to watch either team playing this week? Did you have a chance to watch either Arizona State or Oklahoma State play last week?
1: Uh, I got a chance to watch uh, Oklahoma State play a little bit last week um, um, against, uh, I can't even remember who it was. I've been traveling so much and doing so many things (laughs) over the past couple of days. uh, They played the Central
2: Michigan Chippewa.
1: Central Central. Michigan, yeah. And the only thing that I really got out of that game is that how could we give up, what, 44 points,
2: Uh, I think? Great minds think alike. David's been saying the same thing.
1: Exactly. But also know this, that Jim Knowles, who was the offensive coordinator four years ago at Oklahoma State, his defense gave up 32 points a game. And after three or four years, they gave up 18 points a game. So the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State has a lot of work cut out for him right now. But uh, I I, I think really that these guys will get it together. I mean, it is the Big 12. I mean, they're going to be able to score a lot of points in that conference. But uh, I do think that Oklahoma State will turn it around on the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, you know, this is a passing league. This is what offense is wanting to do. They want to score a lot of points. And uh, so, hey, if Oklahoma State can score at least 35 to 40 points a game, I'm good with that.
2: Absolutely. David Fulcher, I know that you watched the game. We've watched some of the same tape. We watched the same highlights. When you look at the effort that Arizona State gave out last week and they were playing Northern Arizona and they handled them pretty mightily, but their skill set players put on quite a show. Uh, I know that was a home game. It was against a lesser opponent, and they're going to face Stillwater. And, uh, Thurman, we know how tough an environment that is. David yeah. Fulcher, do you think it's going to transfer? Do you think they can keep that momentum going and take it into Stillwater?
0: Well, you know, here's the thing about going to Stillwater. I mean, that Oklahoma State is not, uh, not a team that loses a lot of games at home. Um, but when we saw uh, what uh, Arizona State did to NAU – with the points that they put on the board and the points that Oklahoma State gave up, I think there's a, a great opportunity. I mean, once again, I, I think Thurman said it. If if Oklahoma State scores 35 to 40 points a game, you know, can you sustain and win a game without giving up 40 points a game? Right. Um, I think that Arizona State has an opportunity to go down there and do what they do best. I mean, this, this is a new football team. The quarterback that was there a year ago is now the LSU. They bring in a kid from Florida, uh, and he comes in and he's, and he's not coming in as a freshman. He's coming in with some skills, coming from a conference that is, that is a pretty good conference. Playing Florida, you know, Florida playing LSU, LSU playing Alabama, all those teams. So he's seen some some high class football. I think there's a great opportunity for them to go down there and do what they need to do against Oklahoma State. But once again, we're talking about playing Oklahoma State at home not too many people go into Oklahoma state still water and come out with victories, but Arizona state's got a good chance. And I think if Arizona state plays like they played last week against NAU and Oklahoma state give up the points, they gave up the Michigan, there, there's a good chance they can come out there with a victory. But you know, that that's my saying, because I'm a, I'm an ASU alum, but we I had to go out and get my guy Thurman and that, you know, get Thurman to, to, to speak on it on his behalf. But you know, once again, if you're scoring 40 points, you know you got a chance to win. If you're not scoring over 40 points and you're giving up 40, you got a big chance to lose. And that could be tough.
2: Thurman, let's give you a chance. That not only is this game in Stillwater, it's at night. It's at night. I've, I've spoken on that campus multiple times. The environment when it, when it's game week, I'm not sure students ever get to class. They're they're camping out. They're getting ready to go into that stadium. What's it like? What's it going to be like for Arizona State to come in there and play at night? In a, you know you're ranked number 11 in the country All right uh, well you
1: know what obviously i, I think it's going to be tough um being a night game and being in still water like, like david said it's always a tough environment especially when he's playing at night um you know and, and oklahoma state and mike gundy's done a great job but really for the last 10 to 12 years i can't even remember how long he's been there really i mean But he's done an outstanding job uh, with that football team. And uh, um, I I think Spencer Sanders is going to be, you know, the key to this environment. Uh, He's leading the offense, and he's done an outstanding job in the first game. And really the last couple of years, he's been the starting quarterback. But you know what? When you come to Stillwater, it's a different atmosphere, especially at nighttime. I mean, because you're going to see all the orange. You're going to see all the black. You're going to see all the white. And I'm sure, you know, Coming off a of Labor Day weekend, you know, the stadium is going to be packed. And, uh, hey, look, Mike Gundy has these guys playing really, really well over the last couple of years. And, uh, uh, you know, to be ranked number 11 in the, in, in the polls right now is a big thing to them and because they want to build on that. So uh, it's going to be a tough environment. But, uh, you know, I just think like Oklahoma State, when they look at the paper and the players on the paper. I think Oklahoma State has a better team, and uh, hopefully they'll come out guns firing like they always talk about in Stillwater, Oklahoma.
2: You know, I was watching film this week uh, quite a bit, it getting ready for this podcast. And I was watching the two running backs that they you know, kind of have fire and ice going at, at Arizona State, and they had X Valade, and he reminded me a lot, and Daniel Ngada. Valde reminded me a lot of you, Thurman. If I remember correctly, when you ran, there was a couple things you you moved laterally as quickly as most people move forward, and right. you used to you used to have a great hesitation to allow your blockers to set up to, yeah. to the position. I noticed Valde doing that same. When I when I heard that you were possibly going to be our guest, I thought it was kind of ironic because the way I see that young man setting up his game, it's like he's watched a lot of film of you and is trying right. to get in that in that mold.
1: Well, you know what, Um, you know, playing in the big eight all those years and and being behind a great offensive line at Oklahoma State, I was a very patient runner. I mean, we ran a lot of stuff that was involved with the counter. We ran a lot of counters at Oklahoma State, but we also ran right up the gut too, right between the guards, too. So, I mean, if you have patience as a running back uh, coming out of the big eight, I mean, I'm sitting up here talking about I played in the big eight the big eight (laughs) (laughs) it was so long ago and now it's the big 12 playing in the big eight we ran between the guard the center and the guard and we ran a lot of off tackle stuff with the uh guard and tackle pulling so uh yeah i mean if you have patience as a running back uh you know what this is kind of my style that i had coming out of college at oklahoma state and i was a very patient runner so uh if you see that the guy at Oklahoma State or the guy at Arizona State who has a lot of patience, you know that's my type of guy. Those are the type of guys that I want. Uh, that's the type of guys I want to cheer for.
0: You know, for me, you know, playing against you and when you we got to the NFL and playing against you against Buffalo, you know, you had that same patience. I, I'm telling you, I used to sit up and go, "How's this guy?" <laughs> it was really hard to tackle you. It was really hard to get a good hit on you. Every now and then, you know, you, you, every now and then somebody got a shot on you. But they didn't get it because you were so patient. You let everything at the line of scrimmage develop, like me playing safety. When I I left the Bengals and I went to the Raiders, I played linebacker. Well, linebacker, I couldn't sit there and wait because the lineman got on top of me too quick. But at safety, I would sit back, see the things happen, and then step in the hole, and there's David and Thurman. Both of us (laughs) are being patient. (laughs) <laughs> at the line of scrimmage because Thurman didn't want to come through quick because he wanted one of those blockers to do what he needed to do. And David didn't want to come up too fast because I want to make sure that those things were taking place. So, you know, yeah. when you say patient, you know, when you look at running backs today, not a lot of them are patient. The last guy that I kind of saw outside of you being patient was Le'Veon Bell at Pittsburgh. Right. And I would sit there and just wait and wait and wait. Boom. And he'd go through. Not too many running backs are doing that today. It's it's smash mouth. They're trying to get through the line of scrimmage, and they are not as successful as you was back in the day. I'm telling you, when we played you in Tempe, dude, let me tell you something. I I, I <laughs> knew there was something great coming out of that backfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I
0: think I probably had 25 tackles in that game. I
1: think you probably did. You guys <laughs> was in the
0: secondary all night. So, you know what? We we believe that. Um, these two football teams are meeting up, you know, not because of just coincidence. You know, very seldom do you see Arizona State playing Oklahoma State unless it's in a bowl game somewhere, right? In a conference or a game during the season, that doesn't happen. So, I really believe that you know Arizona State once again is a new football team from a year ago, meaning yes. quarterback, running backs, linemen, linebackers. They're they're bringing in new guys in that transfer portal. You know, what do you think about that transfer portal anyway? I think the transfer portal has been successful for some schools. Yeah. But not all of them. What's your thought about that?
1: I, I I think the same way. It's been successful for some schools and hasn't been successful for a lot of schools. But I, I think when you have players coming in from different uh, from other schools and coming into a new program, you know what? It's almost like a fresh uh a new beginning for them. It's almost like being a freshman again, right? Yes. Coming into a new program, learning maybe a new system. Uh hey, for some guys, I think it works out for them, or some guys it, it really doesn't. Yeah. You know, so so then you think should the guy stay at the school that he was at or should he went to another school? But uh like I said, it has its pluses and its minuses, but uh I think overall, I think whatever program you go to, I think that makes a hell of a difference. I think, I mean, I mean, if you're going from Arizona to, let's say, Alabama, well, you know what? You know what you're going into. You're not, yeah, yeah, you're not going from Arizona State or into, uh, let me see, or Fresno State or something like that. But you're going to Alabama, so that means you're going to be going into guys. They're going to be playing against Georgia, LSU. And it's a totally different atmosphere when you're out there. So I think, you know, hey, it's been good for a lot of players. It's been good for a lot of programs. But it also on the backside of that, it hasn't been so great for a lot of players going into a system that's like Alabama where you know that there's going to be guys there that, you know what, you're going to walk on that campus, they're probably going to be still better than you.
2: Thurman, I, I have a question for you, and, and I have a, David. It's for you as well. I'm going to yes. ask Thurman to go first, and I'm going to ask you both to take yourself back for a minute. You know, uh, Thurman, when I think of your career, I think of you as an Oklahoma State Cowboy, and I think of you as a Buffalo Bill. Period. I know you had a little extra play there in the NFL for another team, but you were a Buffalo Bill. And yeah. David, I know, you know Arizona State and our beloved Bengals. But take yourselves back, put yourselves back in college. Imagine yeah. NIL back then. Nil was there, and basically, what the portal is is college football's version of free agency. Yeah, you were you were an Oklahoma State Cowboy, and you were an Arizona State Sun Devil. Would you have stayed it out? Do you think, or would you have been tempted with the offers and other coaches saying, "Hey, come play for me"? Or do you believe you'd have stayed? Wow,
0: Thurman, I'm gonna let you answer that one, man, because you know, you know what? Well, here's the thing: I, 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 I know I was gonna let you answer it, but from my my standpoint. I look at it like this. First of all, I was given an opportunity to play college football at Arizona State. Yeah, I didn't play my freshman year. I redshirted because I was behind Mike Richardson and Paul Moyer, great safety that wind up playing Seattle and Chicago Bears. But I don't believe that I would have left Arizona State to go somewhere else because, not because they gave me a scholarship, it's because I'm a competitor. And when you're competing, you just can't jump ship to go somewhere else because somebody is going to take in your job or you're not playing. So I would rather stay at Arizona State and make the name that I made for myself than to go to another school because I think it's I think it's not for me. I don't think it's fair for someone to to spend the time and the energy and the money to come to my house and say we want you to come play ball for us and then for me to leave because I'm either not a starter. Or somebody says, I'm going to give you a whole lot of money. And because I because I played in the NFL, because I've been around that money, my mindset is totally different. At 18, I don't know what I would have been, yeah. but I think I would have stayed at Arizona State, man, because they
1: gave me the opportunity to play college football.
2: What about you, Thurman?
1: Well, I, I, I think the same thing. I mean, coming out of the uh, great state of Texas, um, you either go to University of Texas or you either go to Texas A&M. And really, neither one of those schools really kind of wanted me. And Oklahoma State wanted me at Oklahoma State. Um, Yeah, I probably would have stayed at Oklahoma State. Now, even given the fact that Jimmy Johnson, who recruited me at Oklahoma State, Mm -hmm. I announced that I was going to Oklahoma State. Two weeks later, he left and went to Miami. But I felt the love at Oklahoma state. So I probably never would have did the transfer protocol. I, I would have stayed at Oklahoma state period. All I right. love the town. Ta- I love the town. It was a small town. Uh, I came from Houston. I came from a small town in Houston and I just kind of fell in love with the place. I mean, it, it, it didn't matter if Jimmy Johnson was going to be there or if he stayed there, I wanted to be in Stillwater because mm. they wanted me to play football. And they said, you know what? You're going to come here. You're going to be number six running back in the line. You're going to play special teams. And that's the way it's going to be. And I was like, you know what? To me, I was being competitive. I wanted to be sixth in the line. I wanted to play special teams. And, you know, come the seventh game of the season, I was a starting running back because I worked so hard, you know, to be there and to, to, to do what I had to do as a football player to move up on that line. And so, yeah,
2: I... There's no substitute for hard work and discipline.
1: No, there's no substitute for that. And uh, you know what? I, I Coming out of Houston, that's what I was all about. Uh, once I got to Stillwater, that's what I was all about. You know what? They had guys that were seniors, juniors, sophomores that were ahead of me. And I just kept working hard and being an 18-year-old kid knowing like, you know what? One of these days, this job is going to be mine. It just happened to be my freshman year, game number seven.
0: Awesome. Look, brother, I don't. I, I only asked you about ten minutes of your time, man. We've been here long <laughs> enough, man. I know you're busy. What are you doing now, though? What 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 takes up all your time right now? What are you
1: doing? Uh, me and my wife own a uh, construction company in Buffalo. Okay, uh, we've been doing that since 2014. Okay, uh, I got also on a uh, energy company out of Buffalo. Um, and and I'm an ambassador for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Okay, something that I've been doing since 2007, being an ambassador for, uh, for the Buffalo Bills, who, who I do think this year could win the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. but I also have to say I am kind of a little scared of Joe Burrow's (laughs) and the Cincinnati Bengals. I am a little scared of them. Everybody's been like, everybody's been like. Oh, well, you know what? If they lucked out last year. When you got Joe Burrows at, car- at quarterback and you got Jamar out there playing wide receiver, that's not luck, baby. That's just a damn good football team. So um, I- I'm just looking forward to the season to start off, man. I think the Buffalo Bills, I, you know, everybody picks them to win the Super Bowl this year. It's kind of like, oh, boy, I don't know. Know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but the AFC is tough, man. It the is AFC very crowded. Is very, crowded. Yeah, it's it's very crowded. It's very, it's very crowded. Very <laughs> talented. So, like, hey, look, whoever wins the Super Bowl, I definitely think it's coming out of the AFC. Makes sense, man. Dave, you
0: got anything else for Thurman? Man, or are we good to go,
2: Thurman? I, I spend a lot of time in Buffalo. I, I speak at many of the colleges there, including uh, Damon University. I always get up there for a yeah. week or two. When I get back up, I'd uh, love to take you to lunch one day and meet you personally. And I believe that we will be bumping heads that the two Cincinnatians and the Buffalo uh, <laughs> are gonna be bumping heads a little later <laughs> in the season. We might have to bring you back on and talk a little bit Arizona's football and Arizona State football and a little bit about the uh, Buffalo Cincinnati situation. So uh, oh, they do play each other
1: this they year. They do.
0: Yeah, they, they do. do. <laughs> yes, they do. Hey man, I appreciate you you coming out, man, and being on the podcast, man. And you know, we just having fun, man. And uh let's uh let's reconnect. We got each other's number, man. And if I'm in Buffalo or you're in Cincinnati, somewhere around it, man, let's have some lunch or some dinner and we'll go from there.
1: Well, I appreciate David and David. I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh uh it's it's um it's great to talk to you again, man. It's, it's good to see you. It's yes, really good to see it you. Man. Uh, hope everything's going great for you and your family and everybody. And I appreciate that.
0: All right, man. Take care, brother. God bless you, man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank All
2: you. Right. See All you, right. See God bless you. Yes. I bless you. Thank you for being on.
0: So Dave, um, boy, that was a good conversation with Thurman, man. I hadn't seen him and heard from him in many, many years, man. And uh, I think Arizona state, um, if Arizona State's offense can go out there and do what they did uh, last week and just perform, and the defense yes. played football too as well. If them it's guys nice go out there to, and just perform, I think they got a pretty good
2: chance of beating Oklahoma State. I agree. It was nice to have him on the podcast. It's nice to see a a walking ambassador for football, yeah. period, yeah. and a, a walking ambassador for what it means to be a gentleman. Oh, yeah. And, no and a friend for him. The busy day he had today to come back on this podcast was very special. And – uh David, let me ask you this question. We've talked about this a little bit. Uh, They looked, Arizona State looked awfully good last week. They did. Offense looked high-powered. Defense looked strong. That offensive line played a great game. They had two defensive touchdowns called back to penalty. Score might have even been a bit worse. I'm going to ask you to do a little predicting next week and what it would take. Script the first quarter next week that puts Arizona State in a position to compete all the way through that game.
0: Well, first and foremost, I mean, the coin flip, coin flip is is big because people are deferring to the second half. Um, I'm always the kind of guy if I had an offense, give me the ball first so I can set the tone. Um, but obviously, you want to be able to set the tone with defense. Defense wins ball games. Offense puts points on the board. Arizona State put 40 points on the board last week. They didn't, they didn't give up a whole lot of points. They're playing against a team that scored 61 points in their last game, but gave up 44 if our defense just plays a little bit better than what their defense did last week and our offense continue to keep doing what they're doing, we got a chance to win this football game. So script Arizona state's got to go in there and set the tone, take OSU out of their game, get off the field. When it's third down, get the ball back to your offense, get off the field. Offensively, they're going to have to, against this team up there in Stillwater, they're going to have to have some sustainable drives. Can't go three and out. got to move the ball down the field. You got to keep their offense off the field. If They score 60, 61 points. That's uh, no matter who you're playing, 61 points is a lot of points. But if you give up, you don't give up those many points, you got a chance to win the game. So right. script for script, Arizona State's got to go out there and keep the turnovers from happening. Right. Play smart football. Keep, when you're on the field offensively, move the chains. When you're on the field defensively, get off the field. Third down is going to be
2: important in this game. I agree. If they can keep the chains moving. And you have to. And, you know, when we first started talking about this podcast, and you first started telling me about the team, you talked to me about that two-prong attack they had in the backfield. You talked about Valde. You talked about Gada. When I watched that game, Emory Jones is a third back coming out of that backfield. You know, obviously he's got the arm. But if they don't contain him, he's a third running back coming out of that backfield. And if they can contain, if they, if they can keep the clock, if they can keep the, the ball moving, and they can eat up some of that clock, I think the most important thing that will happen is they might quiet that crowd down a little bit, like Notre Dame did to Ohio State. If you watch that game, yes. it wasn't Ohio Stadium for quite a while. They really kind of kept them quiet, and then obviously that one long drive and off they went. I believe the same thing has to happen to keep them really in the hunt.
0: Oh, and, and you have to do that. And you said it, Emory Jones. Let me tell you, when Emory Jones left Florida and came here, never thought that Emory Jones would produce what he did the first game. But when we lost uh, Jaden Daniels to LSU last year, of oh, this year, you know, suspect quarterbacks were coming in there through that portal, transfer portal. And then Emory Jones ends up, it lands here. We've got a gym. We've got a Jim and Jones. Emory Jones can play football. Emory Jones got great feet, great feet for a quarterback. We had a quarterback last year that ran the football very, very well. But what the Emory Jones has better than, than, than Jalen is he could throw the football. He's got an arm on him. There were balls that he was throwing, quick outs, slants, balls were getting there on Christmas time. And he's a very patient quarterback. Didn't make too many mistakes. If he, made it, if he made mistakes last week, I didn't see a lot of them. He's pretty good.
2: He is. And he. what I like, too, David, is he put – there were a couple times he needed to put some air under the ball. He wasn't throwing the same ball every single time. He put some air under the ball uh, a couple of times. His back stumbled on a couple of screen passes that really wasn't necessarily his fault. He looked awfully darn good. And when I was watching film, I was looking for a couple of other things that might be intangibles. What I I hadn't had a chance to watch a lot of Arizona State football. I was very impressed at the height and, and the leaps and the ability of a couple of their wide receivers. And uh, uh, Messiah Swinson, the tight end, was a man among boys on that field, oh, yeah. including his own team, including oh, yeah. his own team. He is a force to be reckoned with. And if they can get him the ball on those special third downs where they're trying to keep the clock going, Going. And then the beautiful thing is you had Carter Brown, I believe, playing this first game as kicker. He went four for four. He looks solid. And, you know, we're talking about our Bengals and the, and the Bills there. When you got Evan McPherson, they get across the 50. They're like, okay, we're in range. When you have a kicker like that, and it looks like whenever you get into that red zone, if you can't stuff it in, you're going to get points out of it. Not every college team has a kicker that they can feel reliable that's going to get them at least three every time they're in that zone. I believe that ASU has one.
0: And I would say this here, man. I think that Arizona State, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked at this football team and what this football team brings to the table. Um, There was a very disappointing season last year for them. Um, They had high hopes, um, you know, definitely to to, to fight for that that, that Pac-12 title. Um, But I think now that uh, those things are kind of moving away, Teams are leaving out of there, maybe breaking up in another year or two. Uh, I think, you know, the Pac-12 conference kind of seeded Arizona State to be at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think that Arizona State will give um, this conference a run for its money. And I think with the players they got on that team, they got a good chance of doing that this year.
2: You know, I don't want to be overly dramatic or, or catastrophize this because it's too early in the season. I know that. But for a second game of the season, this is an important ball game. And this is, I want to use the word catapult, whichever team comes out of this. And let's say either team comes out of it with a, a real win here, not just a sneak by, not just a field goal with a couple seconds left. If one of them controls this game and comes out of it with a huge W they are going to start to get some strong looks because if Oklahoma State wins, <clears throat> they're beating a good ASU team. We saw how good they are last week. Even if they go in there and lose the game, I have a feeling they're going to give them everything they have. And that's going to be a good win for them. If Arizona State goes in and beats them in Stillwater, we're having a whole nother conversation for our next podcast. And I believe there's a number. There's a number between zero one and 25 next to their name the next time we talk.
0: Oh no doubt! I think that if they go in there and beat the 11 ranked team in the in the, in the country, and this is a powerhouse team playing at home, you know, I think sometimes that environment will kind of get to kids and get to people. For Emory Jones playing in Florida, this is nothing to him. So he's basically back home playing in Florida with all the uh, the the hula and the hype that's in Florida. But this is a a, a, a great opportunity. You said it, Dave winning this game for ASU will catapult them where they need to be. If Oklahoma State wins this game, then they're just going to continue to keep driving and maybe get into the top 10. But I think Arizona State's going to surprise some people. I think this football team is hungry, mm-hmm. and I think they want to shut up the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they got an opportunity to do it, man. So I'm I'm excited, and I think that uh, by our next podcast, we'll be talking about victories for Arizona <laughs> State. So that'll be pretty good.
2: I think you're right. I want to, you know, I've, I've often talked to you as, as we've developed our relationship and started doing things together. And I've watched film on you. One of the impressive things that I remember from your career, you had 31 career interceptions in the NFL and what I liked, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I liked over the weekend too. We've talked about this. When you had an interception, unless it was one where you absolutely had, you were down the second that you had the interception. When you took an interception in or a fumble, and there was a sudden change. You absolutely attacked that offense coming back the other way. And I remember earlier in your career, you started off a wide receiver, yes. and then you went from wide receiver to defensive back. So when there was a sudden change, and you had an interception, you attacked. And I noticed the other day. Now two of them were called back. Two went for touchdowns. They were called back. Yes, a couple stupid penalties. That that happens. They attacked. Was that is that coaching? Is that is that her? Memory? Is that the mentality?
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, coaching mindset. It's, it's a standard, you know, if I'm going to be an aggressive defensive player, I have to attack when I got the ball or I have to attack when I'm trying to get the ball. So you have to have that mindset every time something comes up that everything is in attack mode, especially from a defensive standpoint, in the ball carrier, go chase the ball down, be as physical as physical as you can be, to make things happen, and I think I saw that in that Arizona State game against uh, NAU back in Tempe, and once again, bring that energy to Stillwater, and you come home
2: two and zero instead of one and one. I agree. We were talking about this before we had a chance to have Thurman on, and again, what a gentleman. We looked at the next couple of weeks, so let's uh, let's say that uh, everything we're talking about comes true. There's a script. They go in there, they look as good as they did last Saturday and they come out of there with anywhere from a one-point victory on, I know that we would take a one-point victory right now and set up our next podcast. So let's say we escape there. Next game is uh, Eastern Michigan University, correct? Yes. And that's at home. They'll be highly favored against the Hurons. Then we're looking at Utah. Utah, a surprise loss last week in the swamp in Florida. I have been down there. Walking into that place on a Saturday, I actually took in a game a couple of years ago. Uh, Boy, oh, boy, what an atmosphere. And then at USC. So take me through those. We come out of Oklahoma State, come out there with with a win. Then we go, Eastern Michigan comes in. I think you're thinking they'll take care of business there. Then Utah.
0: Be tough, man. Utah last year, ASU went down there and played Utah Mm -hmm. there. Uh, kind of fumble things around, turn over here, turn over there, and wind up losing that game. But, you know, Dave, as a as a former player, um, sometimes you don't want to look ahead. You want to look at the the, the the obstacle that's in front of you. Oklahoma State is in front of them. You don't want to look past – you really can't look past Oklahoma State because that's a big game. You know, take care of business with Oklahoma State and then let the cars lay when we come back the, the, the week later. Right. You know, and then you start talking about Pac Pac twelve conference when you open up with Utah. Um, this this is a tough game, man. This is a this is it is this is a very tough game for Arizona State to go down there and 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 the thing about it is, Dave, you got to play error free football. Penalties, turnovers, doing the necessaries to win the football game. If you can eliminate penalties, if you can not have to turn the ball over, and you can go create turnovers. You, you got a chance to win. I mean, and once again, man, I mean, it, it, this is going to be a four-quarter football game. This isn't a, a, a one-quarter or a three-quarter. This is from start to finish. And if you go in there swinging and you're punching, mm-hmm. and you do that for four quarters, you got a chance to win. But if you get in there and, okay. you know, take a quarter off or take a playoff, you know, Oklahoma State will run you right out of that stadium.
2: They're also, you know, you're hoping to come out of there with a win. You're hoping to come out of there injury-free. Yes. Uh, David, do this for us, me included. For those people watching this who never played major college football, who didn't go on and, you know, be a star in the NFL, this is a a team that played well last week going into a hostile territory. They obviously have to have an entirely different mindset. Put yourself back on that high school or college team and you're in that locker room and you know you've got a tough, tough away game coming up. Getting that team in the mindset, what are they doing right now that we don't know because we didn't play major college football. We didn't play in, but what are they doing right now to get themselves ready for that ball game?
0: You know, it's a, it's a thought process. You know, what do I have to do? The script, we talk about a script. You know, things that I have to do, uh, taking care of my responsibility. The one thing that I can remember when I was playing is that I, I, I did a whole lot of things on the football field. I was given a lot of green lights to do a lot of stuff. Not too many people get a chance to do that. So my number was called probably more than anybody else's number in the game to do this and do that, go here, go there, zone blitz type of talking. Um, But it takes 11 players to do their job. One guy trying to go out and do something different breaks up the the chemistry of of an offense or defensive team. I think this team is sitting there thinking about taking care of business if you take care of your business, don't worry about what Oklahoma State does, worry about what you do. Because if you do what you're supposed to do, Oklahoma State will not be able to beat you. But if you worry about what Oklahoma State does, you're not, you're not paying attention to what you're doing. So pay attention to detail. My detail is do my job and then the other 10 guys do their job. We're gonna be successful on defense and vice versa on the offensive side of all. ball. So guys should be thinking about taking care of business and taking care of their business and doing their job.
2: It's so great that you say that. And, you know, I kind of either texted you or called you right away when I saw this, but I was watching Coach Edwards' post-game press conference, and he said something, and I went, wow, does that man get it? He said, you can talk about it, but then you have to go be about it. And I thought, wow. And that's it.
0: Some people can talk about things, but they don't do the things. If you're going to talk about it, you have to be about it to go do it. And if you can get your job done, take care of your responsibility, then everything else will turn into play. I remember playing in a game where I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. I went inside the blocker and I was supposed to go outside, and the guy went outside for an 80-yard touchdown. And my coach, Dick LeBeau from the Cincinnati Bengals, told me that if you ever do that again, you're going to be holding the clipboard. I never did that before. That was it. That was the last time I did it because it made sense. I got 10 guys inside of me, turn the ball back into them. But you can't do that. Like I did it in college because these guys are professional athletes and they know what to do. So I, I, um, I think this football team is ready, man. I think they're ready. And I think that, uh, you know, that's why we call this show believe in ASU, man.
2: I agree with you, David, you're going to, you're going to understand where I'm coming from on this, but, the other part of my career is I talk about relationships and, yes. and dating and nothing all over the world. Now I watched the game twice. I watched the, I watched the Northern Arizona game twice and I watched it carefully and I started to think, you know what, if I was a recruit, if I was someone who's considering ASU among some other schools and that game was a dating app, I'm ready to swipe right. It looked like something that you'd want to be a part of Yes, my coach Edwards and his staff, are building something special, because uh, you know I, I was listening to the game and I heard it's an it's an all new backfield basically from from what they were looking at yeah last year and you sure couldn't have told that from game one if no. you had told the average person these these are all new this is all new oh by the way your wide receivers out there all new really it sure didn't look like it no. and so if someone's watching that game as a family and their their child their son they're, they're looking at this. That looked awful nice, and if they can carry that into week two and either put in one heck of an effort or steal that victory and get out of there and come on back home, I believe the phones are going to start ringing. I think so
0: too, man. So look, Dave, I'll tell you what, man. We have gotten our podcast off, up and running. I think it was great, man. I think this is uh, something that's going to be uh, pretty good throughout the rest of the year. And for those that are listening to us and, and see what we do, this is ASU, and we're uh, we're going to make this thing happen. I appreciate
2: you, my friend. It was great to be on with you and Thurman, two of my uh, favorite players as I've watched pro football. It was uh, there's a lot of similarity between the two of you on different sides of the ball, and a couple times you met, and I'm sure that was enjoyable. But yes, sir, it's great first podcast.
0: Good to see you, brother, and we'll see you next uh, the next week, man. When we'll do it again. Thank you.